This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast. We host food writer and critic for Milwaukee Magazine, Ann Christensen, and I am Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee. A little abbreviated This Bites this weekend because of the holidays, so, so we can enjoy uh, grilling in cold weather. <laughs> I don't know. It's spring. And uh, this spring is its a joke. Let's be frank. This spring. It is a joke. It is a yeah, joke. it's sunny, but it's two months in. It's June. I had my heat on. Yep. I I'm outside, too. cold. I got a jacket, got my hat on. I'm like, this is unacceptable. Totally unacceptable. I want patio. I want it to be warm. I want to be baked. Baked by the heat, I'm, not the I'm other way. Be baked, huh? Yeah, baked but not the, to a by the heat. By the heat, but not the other way that you enjoy. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, on this week's edition of This Lights, uh, again, it's an abbreviated one. We got, we're going to talk about mochi donuts. So there's a couple spots that are uh, bringing mochi donuts to Milwaukee. Also, I got a check out, chance to check out 1033 in a new spot that took over at Laughing Taco earlier this week. I'll talk about my experience. They officially opened yesterday. But we're going to kick it off with a, a little piece you have over on uh, Milwaukee Magazine's website about a cooking show. Let's mm-hmm. deal with that. Yeah. So um, I interviewed this local man named Charlie DeSando. He has a YouTube cooking show um, where he offers his tips on, you know, kind of like cooking for men. That's like his main cooking show. Yeah. But he does he started this separate thing, which is really fun that has sort of a community oriented focus to it. And this one is called cooking with community leaders. So this is, I love this concept. So what he does is he brings on people that, you know, make an impact in our community, has them on, has that person kind of talk about what they do, like, a charity that they are particularly passionate about, and then they cook something. Mm. And it doesn't, you know, I've said, I asked Charlie, you know, do you have to be a great cook to be on the show? And he's like, no, absolutely not. He had um, Mayor Cavalier Johnson on the show and um, he doesn't cook. And so they did copycat McDonald's breakfast sandwiches because Mayor Johnson said that he gets his kids ready for school in the morning. And that's kind of the time that he spends with his kids having breakfast. So they did these breakfast sandwiches, but he's had, I mean, all these different community leaders on who have varying degrees of cooking skills. So there are some that do, you know, pretty elaborate recipes. And then there are others that do really simple things. So, but what I love about it is it shines a light on people that are doing great things in the community. And I don't know anybody else locally who's doing a cooking show like this. So I think it's really worth watching. It's Mm. and Charlie has kind of a charming, self-deprecating sort of personality. So he's fun to watch. I think it's it's definitely something people should check out. Sounds like something to watch over the holiday weekend if you're not uh, going out of town. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Coming up on this bites, we'll continue our conversation about mochi donuts invading Milwaukee and my take on 1033, which opened yesterday. We'll be right back.
April showers bring May flowers, potholes, and flat tires. If you've been saving up for a rainy day, those days are here. If you're in need of a more reliable ride, donate your old one to Radio Milwaukee. Did you know? A single vehicle donation can be almost three times as valuable as a single cash donation. Think of it as a financial super bloom for this public radio station. Learn more by going to RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars. We're back on This Bites, Milwaukee's longest running culinary podcast. It's holiday weekend. And uh, there's a new restaurant that is officially open for this holiday weekend. 1033. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this a while back. Uh, former space of Laughing Taco from Justin Carlisle. So 1033 is a collaboration between Justin Carlisle and the proprietors of 2A Wine mm-hmm. here in the Walker's Point Third Ward area. I got a chance to sneak peek earlier this week. Uh, again, it's located the former spot of uh, Laughing Taco, and it's a cool little spot. Really cute. It's a cute spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some, I got, we went in and got some amazing art done by an amazing young man uh, that was uh, over at True, True School. Uh, works with True School by the name of Dom. Love the vibe. It's kind of a raw bar, really small platters, and kind of just it's it's a spot that Milwaukee needs more of. I think. You know these small little spots. That's I, I love small little restaurants. Do you? You like you? You probably like big restaurants. I, no, 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 no. I love small places. To me, yeah. you know, I love that intimate feel of being in a place that doesn't have that many seats. Yeah, that you can just um, you know, you you typically those kinds of places aren't as noisy. They're not as chaotic. I mean, you just mm. have a little bit, you know, a little bit more of a laid back type of yeah. atmosphere. That would be my pick. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's a great vibe. I love the space. When I went there, they had this kind of uh, sampling of some of their menu items. Most of the cold items they were sampling. Uh, they do have hot items. We'll get into hot items. So right when I got in, uh, they were served wine, of course, curated by 2A. And then they had this kind of raw bar selection of different foods. They had oysters. They had uh, miniature lobster tails and these sh- shrimp. I'm, I'm going to guess they were prawns. They were really tasted like prawns, but mm-hmm. I don't know. They were, they were big. Let's put it that way. And then also... The thing I love, which I can't do a lot because it's so, so expensive, canned seafood. We talked about this, right? I love, I love tinned seafood. Yeah. It's not the stuff you get and like, and like, you know, star kiss, right? Which is nothing wrong with that. I love that. <laughs> not, not, not shaming anybody. I love, mm-hmm. I love canned salmon. Like, I love that too. But I got a taste of it because over at Red Light Ramen, I got hooked on it because of the, they were serving like canned seafood there. And then I, um, I think I talked about this place called Lada. I think it's in Boston. And I bought some, about like four cans and it total, mm-hmm. like total cost $120. That's why I can't do it all the time. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so, what kind uh, of seafood was it? I got this char grilled uh, octopus. Uh, oh my God. That was like heaven, man. Heaven. That was like 30 bucks a can. Uh, uh-huh. I had, I think I had tuna belly and I can't remember the other things I had um, grilled razor clams i think i had charlgo razor clams but the place i got it from it's started by people from spain actually mm. but but anyway going back to 1033 they had a, a sturgeon they had some razor clams as well they had some mussels they had this cute little cheesecake too item there they also had these sardines that oh man sardines 
I love sardines. People, I love like, people are like, ooh, sardines. Yeah, and like sardines are so good. It was yeah. sardines, spicy oil. And then they didn't have it there. They also have smoked oysters. So I didn't get that chance to have that. I would love to try that one. Yeah. And then they also have charcuterie offerings from cheeses and mortadella. But get the country ham. Like Milwaukee doesn't know about country ham. They're all about the Italian stuff. Okay, tell Spanish us about what, what is country ham? So country ham is an American thing, right? American thing. <laughs> so unlike prosciutto, which is just cured, country ham, uh, and there's different spots that chefs love around the country. Colonel Newsom's where I get my ham from. It's also smoked as well. So you have the cured, cured and, and small smoked. Uh -huh. and, and the flavors are so much richer and so much brighter and so much flavorful than the prosciutto. Even even into some country ham, the country ham I had over at 1033 is even better than the Iberico. Oh. Ham that most people like rave about, which again, it's great. So sliced but, really thin? Yeah, it's sliced. There's there's variation country ham. Like Dennis Salas, you get the thick cut country ham from the grocery store, but then there's thin sliced country ham too, right? So it's sliced really thin like prosciutto. More flavorful, better texture. I was so addicted to it that I actually persuaded uh, Mr. Carlisle to sell me some to take home with me. So I have, oh. I have, I have a little, little stash in my refrigerator right now where I just snack on. So, mm. so the other things at this place, they have breads. Also, they have a uh, caviar. You also have uh, mochi donuts too. We'll get into that later. They also have serve mochi donuts at that spot. Wait, but they, they have serve uh, mochi donuts at ten thirty three. Yeah, the raw bar section includes mochi donuts topped with caviar and a special sauce. Huh, interesting. Okay. And you can top it with oysters and mussels as well. So, But let's look at the other menu. They have uh, scallops with brown butter, capers, sourdough chicken, potato puree, kind of a larger plate to share. Uh, and you didn't have any of those things. I didn't have the those dishes. Where it was more of, the, more of the raw bar and the charcuterie kind of stuff they had. Yeah, okay. So the one I had, the country ham was called Edward Serrano. Edward's ham. Mm -hmm. Country ham, which was just delightful, so delightful. I knew it was country ham too. When I've been into it, I'm like, oh, this is country ham, isn't it? And they're like, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> so, um, they also have some sweets. They have some uh, salted ice cream and berries as well. So yeah, ten thirty three is open. Make a great date spot, casual kind of nice. Take out the evening, get away from the kids. If you have kids, or, or if you have a cat, you want to get away from the cat, you can do that too. Let me <laughs> let me ask you this though, because it is really tiny. Are reservations necessary? I think they are. Yeah. According to one of the stories I was reading, like it's probably recommended for a place like that, tiny, right? Not saying you can go there, maybe get lucky. Um, but yeah. Maybe go like, early or something. Yeah. Go right when they open, maybe. Yeah. Or go right before they close, you know. So yeah, 1033, Walker's Point, highly recommend it. Next, mochi donuts. Have you okay. had a mochi donut? No, and this is okay. We're doing a we're doing a this fights episode where I'm interviewing you today. Yeah. So, explain what a mochi donut is because I've never had one. I I've had mochi. Um, yeah. I've never had a mochi donut. What? Well, tell me so about it. It's like a blend of the east and west, right? So it's a mix of mochi. It's a hybrid batter. So it includes like glutinous rice flour or tapioca flour. And then it's, you know, kind of, and a mochi is kind of a Japanese rice. Mochi itself is kind of like a Japanese rice cake, very mm -hmm. glutinous, 
uh, cornstarch sugar and stuff like that. So it's sugar and stuff. What makes it unique with the white flour and, and that kind of that that type of flour, it makes the donut really chewy. Yeah. Kind of really okay. textury, really nice, really great texture. And so that's basically a, a, what a mochi donut is, right? It, it's all about the texture and the chewiness. And so I've had a mochi donut. Every time I go to Gaijin in Chicago, Gaijin is this great uh, okonomiyaki spot in uh, uh, in Chicago I go to. And every time I finish my pancake, my Japanese pancake, I get a mochi donut. And it was so delightful. It's like, as I said before, the flavor I had was like, uh, it was a, if Krispy Kreme was a, a, a made by Louis Vuitton, that's what I call it. <laughs> I love that is a great comparison. Yeah. Great comparison. Well, it sounds like Milwaukee is jumping on the mochi donut. Yeah. So we're going to get two of them within the next month or two. First one, Las Vegas's Mochi Don will be open a, a location in the paper table kind of ghost kitchen thing, I guess it is, located at 733 to 737 North Milwaukee Street. Looking like late June, early July, they were planning to serve these uh, Japanese uh, mochi donuts originally from uh, Las Vegas. The Mochi Don Pitcher Chef has developed more than 100 flavors of mochi donuts. Of course, they're not going to offer all 100 flavors, be a rotating selection, everything from ube, which is kind of like this sweet purple yam, uh, to matcha Oreo. And a strawberry shortcake mochi donut be available. They will also serve other pastries such as a Japanese souffle cheesecake, which I hear is fabulous. Ooh. Never had one. I've heard and, about those. I've heard those are yeah. I've heard those are really really good. And a Hawaiian pastry by the name uh, called Malasadas, a Hawaiian pastry. I'm not sure what that is exactly. So that's Mochi Don, Las Vegas. The other one is coming to Bayshore. It's the Mochi Nut Chain. Uh, it's coming to Bayshore sometime in June. Looks like it. Similar concept, you know, I got a menu of looking at their flavors. They got strawberry, yuzu, yogurt, ube. Ube is a popular flavor, I guess. They got milk, yeah. pebble, churro, coffee, strawberry funnel, original, peanut butter, mango, black sesame, and Nutella are some of the flavors they offer at Mochi Nuts. Um, just, uh, and that plans to be in Bay Shore. And they will also offer Korean rice flour, hot dogs, and bubble tea as well at that spot. That bubble tea trend is has seemingly gone nowhere e either, you know? Yeah. People love the bubble tea. Yeah. I just find it weird when I'm drinking tea and all of a sudden something pops in my mouth. I go like, oh, yeah. what's that? <laughs> that's just, it's not a surprise I like with my tea, I guess. No, I know. I know people like that. Like I'm sipping in like all of a sudden I'm like, mm. I feel like it could be a dangerous thing, bubble tea. If you're not paying attention, right? Oh, right. you mean like you could choke on a bubble tea? Like you, you slurp it so hot, it's so hot, all of a sudden go. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Why is there more bubble tea incidents out there? But I don't know. Anyway, I hope not. Pray to God there's no bubble tea incidents. Well, that concludes uh, this abbreviated version of This Bites for the holidays. Hope everybody has a great Memorial Day weekend. This Bites is produced and edited by Kiri Salinas with support and generosity from our membership. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, NPR, Google, or you can head straight to our website at RadioMilwaukee.org. Please remember feedback's important, so please rate and review. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the Malord cold. Have a great extended holiday weekend, Anne. You too, Tariq.